Welcome everybody to a bonus episode of Demented Cast. I just got done recording episode 16, talking about Bo Burnham's new special, E3 news, even though E3 was super whack in 2021. Uh, but I just got done recording that, and it was long. It's like an hour and a half, and so I didn't want to go over that two-hour mark. And so I'm making this one. This is solely going to be a bonus review episode for Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart. Uh, this will be up free at the same time as episode 16. The Resident Evil, my Resident Evil 8, and uh, my finally doing my Outriders review will be up as a paid episode on the Red Circle uh, profile. You can. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, man. Something was stuck in my throat. Uh, you can subscribe to my Red Circle profile for $5.15. It's $5 a week. It's 15 or 15 a month. Or you can pay a lump sum of $50 a year. And I will get you access to any bonus episodes that I do uh, going forward after episode 16 in this bonus episode. Uh, if you subscribe, you will get episodes a week earlier than everybody else so look out for that it uh because i will be trying to get way more consistent especially when more and more games start coming out more and more news starts coming out and it looks like the back half of 2021 is going to be a very busy time for video games uh you definitely don't want to miss in august when kana bridge of spirits comes out because that one i'm going to probably do as a solo episode as well just because I'm very hyped for that game. But that's not why we're here. Um, I'm not going to go into my usual stick of to follow and blah, blah, blah. Because we're just going to jump right into this Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart review. Because I'm just going to say it. Insomniac Games, if anybody from Insomniac ever listens to this podcast, you guys are the GOATs. You are among the Mount Rushmore of video game developers right now. I did a tier list and tweeted it out like a month ago and I had Respawn Entertainment, Rockstar Games, Insomniac Games, and Sucker Punch all in the S tier spot and I specifically said these are my Mount Rushmore of video games, of video game developers because Insomniac just, they have been knocking out knocking it out of the park recently with Spider-Man PS4, Miles Morales, and now Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart. Because uh, before I start going through all my notes that I have here, I just want to say I love this game. I didn't plan on beating it in the first weekend, but once I started playing, I didn't want to stop. It's that good. I legitimately did not want to put the game down. I just want to keep going and keep playing. Um, and I will say, there will be minor spoilers. I will try to let you know when uh, I'm going to speak on spoilers because I will try. I'm tr I'm gonna try and keep it to a minimum. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who can't play it, obviously, because it is a PS5 exclusive. Uh, PS5 finally has games. Everybody, it's a miracle. If you're not a fan of roguelike games and didn't, were very turned off by Returnal, 
you finally have something to play on your very expensive paperweight. So, I love the game. I beat it in a weekend. Uh, I am actually, as of two nights ago, I am 100% on the game. I don't have a platinum trophy, but like I have 100% when I go to load into the game. I'm like four trophies away from platinuming the game, so I've put a lot of time into it. I've almost got every all my guns upgraded all the way. Um, I just got the Rhino 8 the other night, and that's the one you can open rifts throughout the worlds, and they'll drop stuff in. When, I believe when you start to upgrade it, you can drop things in. They show gameplay of like the Rhino 8 dropping other IP into the world. I don't know if that was just created for marketing purposes, but I would have to imagine that was something you would actually do. Uh, so, starting off story-wise, um, gonna keep it kind of contained to what you pretty much would get from the trailers. You are playing Ratchet and Clank in their, they're at this parade for them celebrating all their accomplishments throughout the years and Ratchet is kind of you know he doesn't feel like he deserves this because they haven't done anything heroic in years and but you run through a course and it's got different places from older Ratchet and Clank games and it's it works as not just an in-game celebration of the characters but it just works as a celebration for like the series as a whole so it's really fun it gets you used to the controls a bit you get to feel different aspects of the dual sense controller because insomniac does a very good job at taking advantage of features that the dual sense has like haptic feedback adaptive triggers um the sound something i want to like kind of linger on for a second is the speaker on the dual sense they added that speaker into the P DualShock 4, and it always was kind of iffy to me. Like, it wasn't the greatest. I oftentimes would turn the volume on that all the way down, because it didn't. It just didn't sound right. But the speaker in the DualSense actually sounds really good. It adds an extra level of immersion to the all the senses you can feel on the DualSense itself. So, like, you'll hear um, when you're picking up the which, uh, bolts, you can actually hear, like, the sound of the bolts coming to you and going into your, like, inventory or whatever. So, that was really neat, and I just wanted to kind of mention that. But, anyways, as Ratchet and Clank are going through this parade, it is soon interrupted by their arch nemesis dr nefarious the crazy robot who always tries to take over the universe and ratchet and clank always always stop him what the f oh sorry uh, my phone just went off um but so dr nefarious shows up he ruins the parade he's shooting everything and it's because Clank, when they get to the end, Clank gives Ratchet a working Dimensionator, which, if you're not familiar, the Dimensionator can open portals to different dimensions. And he does this because 
so Ratchet can go look for the other Lombaxes. And it's a really cool moment, but Nefarious obviously shows up, steals it, and in the middle of their fight, they get sent to a new dimension. And uh, they get split up in that dimension. Clank ends up with another Lombax, who we've all seen in the trailers. Her name's Rivet. Uh, the voice actor behind Rivet does such an incredible job. I love her. I want... I. When they make another Ratchet and Clank game, um, I'm going to kind of jump here a little bit because I wanted to hit on this. One of my cons with this game, and one of the things I was kind of upset to see not, uh, Insomniac do, I understand why they did it, but one of the things I would like to see them do for a future game with these two characters, or even if it's different, it's Ratchet and a different Lombax. Uh, when Ratchet finally finds the Lombaxes, even if it's a different one, is allow us to pick which one we want to play as. And you can make there a little bit more, like there's a reason why you would want to, some circumstances where you might want to play as Ratchet or Rivet rather than just running through the whole game as one of them. Um, so don't make it to where like oh we pick one at the start and that's all we're playing as from the beginning but make there more of an incentive that like maybe i only want to play as rivet but maybe there's a reason why i need to switch back over to ratchet and use him because in this game you have certain planets that when you fly to you'll hear either ratchet or rivet mention oh i wonder how so and so is doing on this planet and then as you fly into space, it shifts, you see the ship fly down, and you're now Ratchet, or you're now Rivet. So that's how, kind of how they handled playing as both. And it was, it was good, it worked, but I would like to see there be that option to pick. Um, I think that would have been really cool. And like I said, you can make there like, be a reason, or like maybe you have some kind of upgrading system, because... The upgrading system has always existed for the weapons in Ratchet and Clank, but I think the next natural evolution is there to be a similar kind of upgrade system for the characters themselves. Nothing in depth, like this doesn't need to become an RPG, that's not what I'm saying, but something, just a little something there. Um, I just think that is a very natural uh, progression of this series. So, anyways, you get sent, you and Clank get split up, Clank ends up meeting Rivet, they go on an adventure together, and Ratchet goes on an adventure, and he has to learn all about this new dimension, and how this nefarious in this dimension is some kind of overlord, emperor, and um, I will just say, that nefarious is kind of scary, like, he, he kind of knows a little bit more of what he's doing than than nefarious we know um he also looks cooler i'm not gonna lie like that white and red that he has going on it's pretty good it's pretty good um but in terms of graphics and performance this game has three different modes for the ps5 much like miles morales did it has a fidelity mode which is going to prioritize um 
the graphics and so you'll get 4k but somebody is playing Eminem outside my window at, in my recording I hope you guys can't hear that um, but it has fidelity mode it has performance which is going to be 60 FPS 4k without ray tracing and then it has performance with ray tracing which is 60 FPS um, not quite 4k uh, digital foundry if you watch the video they mentioned it's between I think like 1600 to like 18 or 1440p to like 1800p on the performance ray tracing that is what I played on because ever since I saw ray tracing in Miles Morales I am obsessed it just adds an extra level of depth here and Insomniac has really shown that they are a studio that could really really push the PS5 and show us what the PS5 can do so I'm very eager to see what they do with the next Spider-Man game because Miles Morales on the PS5 was cool and it had ray tracing but some there wasn't a lot like it was there but it was minimal in comparison to Ratchet and Clank like every reflective service is being utilized here with ray tracing even in I'm sure you've all seen it on Twitter people sharing that like there's even ray tracing in their eyes so Insomniac really went above and beyond here with this and it just playing at that 60 FPS having that ray tracing giving it that extra level of depth and detail into the world and having it play so smooth just made my experience that much better uh, I played a little bit on just regular performance which is where you're going to get closer to your 4k with the 60 fps wasn't all in favor of playing on fidelity because i want the smoothest pos possible experience i possibly can especially in a ratchet and clank game but in terms of both performance and performance rt perfect they're absolutely incredible uh, i can't wait to see what insomniac does with any future title like spider-man 2 whenever that happens which i'm i'm gonna say i wouldn't be surprised if we finally hear something about it next year around summer like i would say april may of next year there is a good chance we could hear something but i don't think we'll see the actual game until like i don't think we'll have it until 2023 which is fortunate but I'm I only mention this because I'm very eager to see how much further they can push the PS5 in uh, my entire time playing the entire weekend and up until Saturday this last Saturday the 19th um, I never had a crash never had I had one stutter I had one stutter in the entire game where like I had I lost frames and it was in the final fight with nefarious he opened a rift and I saw a rivet go in and like right as she passed the little like purple edge it kind of skipped a couple frames but then immediately picked back up and it was fine um, so it was very minimal but it was there I had one I had one stutter and frames and I had one crash in my entire time playing and I probably 
the game's not long. I mean, it's as long as you want it to be, but it's under 20 hours max. Uh, I don't, I don't really think I had over 20. And if I did, it's after I beat the game. Um, I would say it probably, you could run through it in a day. Uh, it's probably like an eight hour game in terms of just running through the story. But the thing here is you're going to want to go around and you're going to want to explore these worlds because they're so detailed and they're beautiful. And there's just so much to the worlds. Like Insomniac really went out of their way to make each world truly feel different and unique. Um, the rifts that you can find throughout each world that you'll walk up to them, you'll click L1, you'll uh, rivet or ratchet will use their like rift tether device to open that rift and it's in an instant you go from that planet to in this kind of in between world situation and and there you'll do like this kind of like platforming section to get to somewhere and you'll find a new suit to put on which the Oh God, what is, I don't remember the suit name, but it's, it's from an older game that they brought in and it's like all metallic. It's silver with the performance ray tracing mode on it. It looks so good. <laughs> I just want to mention that I played the, almost the entire game with that suit on rivet and it just looked so good. So yeah, you'll have those moments where you open the rift and it's in seconds you just see this entirely other area open. Um, there's moments where you fight a boss, like when you're fighting Nefarious, both the first, um, when you're fighting Nefarious, he'll use the Dimensionator to shoot a rift and you get sucked in within seconds. No loading, no nothing. You're flying through the rift and you're an entirely new map. It's fantastic. That They really put that SSD to work. Um, so, to wrap up performance graphics talk, this game did, it met and exceeded all my expectations in terms of performance. Because, like, I, watching their gameplay during, like, state of plays and stuff, you could tell this game was impressive, but actually sitting down and finally getting to play it, it's on another level. Like, Insomniac truly knows what they're doing, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was, like most Ratchet & Clank games, you have a wide array of different types of weapons, really funny weapons. Uh, the only thing I've always felt with Ratchet & Clank games was they have such a wide array of funny and interesting weapons but some of them I tend to never really touch or use outside of the first time I get them. And that could just be me. That just that, that honestly just could be a me thing. Um, but I do always typically just find the like four to five weapons and those are the ones I use. Those are the ones I upgrade and I don't ever really touch anything else. Except for a Rift Apart. Rift Apart was the first game where I would 
actually be like, you know what, no, I want to use that one, and I want to combo with this one, or I want to use this one, and then use this one to hit them, because they have, um, if you remember, Mr. Zircon, he was the robot that, like, you throw out, and he's flying with you, and he shoots enemies. He's not a weapon in this, which I saw some people were kind of upset with, but he actually runs a bar, like his quote-unquote family runs a bar in uh, Rivet's dimension. So he's still in the game, which is good. Uh, but you have so many other cool and fun weapons. The new Mr. Zircon is actually, they look like little mushrooms. And you throw them out and they float around and they go after your enemies and shoot them and stuff. Those ones are really cool. They're very useful when you're being bombarded with just enemy after enemy. Uh, there's a, like, it's a plant, but it sprays out water that when it sprays at the enemy, it covers them in, like, grass and weeds and flowers and freezes them in place for a few seconds or until, or until you hit them. And so one of my favorite things to do was do that. And then I would throw out, if I was being chased by a bunch of enemies, I'd throw out two of those get most of those enemies to stop, pull out like my shotgun type gun and just blast them back. Um, so that was a fun thing to combo with. They obviously have the grenade glove, as I always call it. One of the best guns in the game, when you, especially when you start upgrading it, is the like, it's a, it shoots out like electro shots. And so it zaps them and you can get, you can upgrade it so it chains the shot together so when there's close enough enemies they'll chain the electricity throughout those enemies uh what's another good one that i used a lot there's one that's it's almost like a rail gun in a way but it just shoots a like continuous beam outward that one's actually like i when i first used that i was like oh i don't know about this but once i upgraded it it became um, it became very useful to me, um, yeah, so unlike most Ratchet and Clank games where I don't touch a lot of the weapons I pick up, this one, I actually, like, each weapon felt like I need to use it for certain situ situations. Like, unlike some older games where uh, I'd be like, well, yeah, that would work, but I have this one upgraded and it works just fine, so I'm just going to continue to use this. There were definitely situations, especially when I was fighting in the Mr. Zircon Arena, um, that you can do to get gold bolts. You unlock um, the first time you go through them, you you'll get a gold bolts. You'll get uh, more armor, another armor set. Which, funny enough, if you bought a specific version of the game or if you pre-ordered it, you got the suit that you unlock in the arena. So I would have liked to see, <laughs> I don't know how you would do this, but if it was possible, it would have been nice to see that the game recognized that you already had that suit, and so you just got something else. Um, I don't know how you would do that, but that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, wait, I have that suit already. I, I got it with my pre-order. <laughs> so the, the arena was a lot of fun. It it's a good time to get one used to your weapons and get better at the combat, but it's also fun to try out 
different like combos with the weapons because that's always one thing I've always loved about Ratchet and Clank is there are ways you can combo each weapon together. Uh, like I was just mentioning, I would use the plant one that kind of like quote unquote froze them in place, and then I would use my shotgun, or I would do that and then pull out the gun that like electrified them and shoot them like that. And so I would group them together by throwing like two of those plants down, freezing a bunch of them, and then having them in that group and shooting my electricity one. So then all I had to do was shoot one and it would chain to the rest. So like doing combos like that with the weapons, that was really fun and learning different ones by doing the arena was great. Um, sorry, I'm reading my notes, making sure I'm hitting everything. Um, the skill trees for the weapons, uh, I didn't notice much of a difference between past games and this one in terms of the skill tree. Very straightforward, especially if you played the 2016 remake that they kind of like, they made to correspond with the film. Uh, there's not much of a difference. It's pretty much the same concept of how you upgrade. You find rare titanium. You spend that at Mrs. Zerk, uh, Zircon's to upgrade your weapons. And it's basically that. And you just, you're basically increasing your capacity, uh, how much ammo you pick up when you break ammo crates, and just stuff like that. Uh, the actual leveling up of the weapons happens like it's always happened in Roger and Clank. The more you use it, the more you level it up. Uh, so... Like a lot, there's a lot of things here that are, if you've played Ratchet and Clank in the past, you're gonna feel right at home here. There's not like, there's things that changed, but the things that didn't change were just improved and elevated. Like, they didn't change them for a reason, and it's because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like that saying doesn't mean you can't improve it, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like don't overhaul it. You just if you do see something that you're like, no, this would work better, yeah, throw it in. Perfect. Um, but that's really all I have on the weapons. They're really fun to use. I actually genuinely wanted to use each weapon and learn different ways I could combo each weapon together. Uh, the upgrading was very simplistic. It didn't change much. Um, the actual leveling up of the weapons, same as it's always been, the more you use it. And yeah, that's that's all I have on the weapons themselves. Uh, the navigating of the actual like wheel is super easy. You hold down triangle, you click L1 R1 to get to the different wheel, pick it, boom. You can toggle them to correspond to your D-pad. Very simple, very fast. Uh, because it's in 60 FPS and that SSD in the PS5 just makes gameplay and just everything about the game just zoom by um, and I think that's another reason why I was able to complete it so fast or I just didn't want to put it down and I just kept going and finding new secrets on different worlds was because there's no load screens everything is instantaneous almost nearly instantaneous uh, and so it just makes it to where you don't feel like you've been playing that long because you go from one area to the next so quick. 
want to talk a little bit more about the characters because it's a almost like a parallel dimension to Ratchet and Clank's. You obviously have older characters but different versions of them. So there is a Captain Quark on Rivet in Rivet's dimension, but there he's on a planet filled with a bunch of pirate robots or robot pirates. I should say, and he. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of spoil this, so if you don't want to know anything, light spoiler. Um, click away now and then come back. Uh, Captain Quark is Captain Phantom in Rivet's dimension, and he's wearing like this bucket on his head that he's cut out like a little eye slip, but he's painted it so he looks like another robot. And all these pirate robots are apparently just too stupid to realize he's actually just a person under there. But uh, you eventually get him found out and his crew turns on him thinking he killed their captain. It's a very funny moment um, that I actually very much enjoyed. But the fact that they did end up having it their own Captain Cork made me very excited. Um, they have... I don't remember his name, but the person in the first game that gives Ratchet his, like, hoverboard, or hover boots, I think it's the hoverboard, uh, there's a version of him that works directly with Rivet as part of their resistance against Emperor Nefarious for their dimension. So there's all different kinds of spoofs, or, like, funny different versions of characters we've seen. Uh, it's really fun when Captain Phantom meets Captain Quark, or when Ratchet's, Ratchet tells Captain Phantom who Captain Quark is and how he's his hero and stuff. You see, like, Captain Phantom go, a hero? Um, so there's a lot of fun comedic moments. The voice acting, the writing, all of it's very top-notch. And I just, I, I again, want to express how much I enjoyed Rivet's character. Um, let me see if I'm talking. I'm going to see if I can find Rivet's voice actor. Um, but she did an incredible job at the at it. It's Rivet voice actor. Jennifer Hale is the voice actor behind Rivet. And she just, she does such a phenomenal job at, like, any time she has to express any type of emotion, you truly feel feel that and that's that's hard to come by especially in voice acting because one of the reasons I love voice actors so much and I have such a high regard for them is it's truly an impressive job if they can get you to feel that emotion like truly feel that emotion because unlike when somebody's acting in live action you can't they can't express um, voice actors can express with their face the same way. Um, so it's up to the animators to try and get the face to express that way. And so when the voice actor does such a good job in their acting that they can get me to truly feel that emotion for that character, I know that their they their work is working. Um, so Jennifer Hale fantastic job i doubt she'll ever hear this but if she does fantastic job uh what else is she in 
What other work has she done? She apparently was in Powerpuff Girls. She's, she apparently was in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Wait, she was in Avatar. That's pretty cool. Who was she in Avatar? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm getting off topic. Um, so yeah, all the all the actors do phenomenal jobs at playing their roles. Uh, the writing, Insomniac's writing, has gotten so much better over the years, and I think a lot of that just has to do with one. You can tell that they're growing as a studio um, in terms of just how they develop games, but. I think also another thing that has helped them like elevate their writing is working on Spider-Man. I think I, I truly think that working on both Spider-Man PS4 and Miles Morales has really helped improve their writing in their games. Not that it was ever bad, it's just you can see that evolution um, at Insomniac. Oh, that was actually my next note. Uh, so, going down. So, I'm going to give another light spoiler tag. Just talking about some of their Ratchet and Rivets, like, um, emotional arcs slash journeys in the game. So, if you don't want to know that, um, save this podcast and come back. But one of the things I love about this game is I think this game, this Ratchet & Clank game specifically, has the best story out of all the other Ratchet & Clank games. And it's because I actually truly feel, and maybe it's because I haven't played them in like the older ones in such a long time, but I actually truly feel like Ratchet has his a true internal struggle that you can truly relate with and you feel um, he, there's a moment where he's talking to Clank's, um, counterpart, which was Kit. They call her Kit. And he's talking about how he's scared to search for the other Lombaxes because what if, what if he's not worthy of them? Like, what if he's not the person they expect him to be and that kind of weakness really shows and it's because the performance is so strong um, the Ratchet's voice actor if I could type James Arnold Taylor is the voice of Ratchet um, but his performance is so strong that you really feel Ratchet's internal struggle in that moment. And then with Rivet, her, her entire struggle is she doesn't trust anybody. She just can't. Like, she's been on her own for so long that it's hard. The only people she can trust are the people that she's known since forever like she's known her whole life and so any anybody new coming in it's just hard for her to trust 
and um, open up to that person, be vulnerable. And so you truly get to, through the course of the game, you get to see Ratchet come to terms with like, just because I might not be like among the smartest of the Lombaxes or just because I can't create what they created in the same way, in the same capacity, doesn't mean I'm not any less special. Doesn't mean they won't love me for who I am when I find them. And Rivet then learns to trust everybody. She learns to actually be open to building new relationships, even when she finds out, and again, I'm gonna put a spoiler tag here, but even when she finds out that Kit was the android in Nefarious City that took her arm, she learns to forgive Kit. And that's a very big character moment for her. And it really, I mean, I'm sure you can tell by the way I'm talking about this, but it really hits home with you when you're playing and you get to that moment. So that's another kudos, not just to the voice actors, but to Insomniac's writing team. Um, they really, really knocked it out of park with, park with this one. Um, every just the last thing I'll say about that is just every character you meet has something to them and they're they're not one layered like even Captain Phantom is a multi-layered character you don't get to experience it as much as Kit or Clank or Ratchet or Rivet but the time you do get to spend with him you do see that he does have a somewhat complex nature to him. Um, to wrap up though, because I am almost at the end of what I wanted to talk about with this game, uh, Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart is a fantastic journey through the Ratchet and Clank universe. Um, it has fantastic characters that each individually have their own internal struggles that they have to learn to overcome. Uh, each character, just because they're, um, just because a character is a spoof or a different version of a previous character we know doesn't mean that's all they are. Um, as previously mentioned with Captain Phantom, which is one of the biggest one, one of the biggest like dimension uh, changes. Even he is multi-layered, and he also kind of like Ratchet believes that he isn't really worth anything. Like the only time he was worth anything was when he was Captain Phantom in charge of this entire pirate crew and like feared on that planet, and so he has to learn, and he learns that he has to learn that. There's more to him than that. He can be a hero. He can. He doesn't have to be this pirate who's just everybody's scared of or has this sort of infamacy to him. Uh, so the writing is very top-notch. The characters are multi-layered. They have their own internal struggles. The graphics and performance is absolutely fantastic and really showcases what the PS4 or PS5 is capable of, 
capable of uh, the game like I mentioned it before it's not long uh, you can beat this in a weekend you could probably I mean you would run through the story in a day like if you just ran through the story you would run through it in a day uh, it's not very challenging I put this on the hardest difficulty didn't have too much of an issue a lot of times if I died it was my own mistake um, so it wasn't very hard to play I beat it and I'd say because I did side stuff while running through the story that weekend so I'd say I probably beat it in like between 10 and 15 hours you could probably beat it in 8 um, but that's not a slight against the game that's actually that's something I want to hammer home as a positive because so many games right now are coming out and they're trying to take this open world slash pseudo RPG uh, tactic that they end up becoming like 30 hour campaigns and then 70 to 100 hours plus of just additional content that oftentimes are very tedious and most of the time are just fetch quests and so it being a short game and being so short and sweet is so refreshing and I very much needed a game like this right now because things have been very hard and so what I would say if you have a PS5 and you are looking at this game or if you are sitting there going, I need something new to play, but don't want to dive into a Assassin's Creed Valhalla, or play a looter shooter like Outriders, or you're like, I'm not a big fan of horror games, and so you don't want to pick up Resident Evil Village, Ratchet & Clank is the perfect game to sit down in a weekend, relax your brain, and just enjoy. Enjoy the ride. Um, it's, I heard, I think it was Paris Lily. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Uh, he goes by Vicious696, like 96 something. Most people know him, but he was on the, I think it was the Kind of Funny Games cast. I can't remember. I think it was Kind of Funny Games cast he was on. But they did their review of Ratchet and Clank early. Because they got the game early. And he mentioned that it is very much a Pixar film. This is one of the closest things to a Pixar film in a video game format. And I couldn't agree more. Is it a reason to go out and try to trample somebody or get trampled for a PS5? No, I don't think so. Um, unless you just absolutely are a diehard Ratchet and Clank fan. Uh, I don't think this is something to like stress too heavily over on not having a PS5 because guess what? When you finally do get one, it's there. And whether it's $70 or it's sliced down to like $40 or $30, I highly recommend this. Um, and where I will leave you off on this review is my official score for Ratchet & Clank is a 9 out of 10. I don't give 10 out of 10s very often. Uh, something has to be near perfection for me to give that 10 out of 10. And Ratchet and Clank, although I love it and I've praised it this entire review, 
the reason I don't give it a 10 out of 10 status is just for the simple fact it's still Ratchet and Clank at the end of the day. Um, there's still elements here that I love, and I'm glad they didn't change that much, but because one of my cons with it is I didn't get to choose when and where I got to play as my characters, because sometimes I just, I wanted to keep playing as Rivet, because she was just such a fun and interesting character. She added such an interesting dynamic to Clank. She had an interesting dynamic when she actually met Ratchet. And she was just so much fun to play as. I just wanted to keep playing as her. Um, it's probably not fair for me to say as a negative, but it was. It was one of my negatives. So, but where I would leave you off with this is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is a terrific example of what the PlayStation 5 can do. Insomniac has been just killing it with what they do graphically performance-wise, storytelling, and writing, and if you have a PS5, um, don't think too much on that $70 price tag, because I am, I am well, I'm more than okay, I'll say, with spending that $70 on this game. It was entirely worth the money. Um, but that is where my review for Ratchet & Clank ends. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Remember to uh, look out for episode 16 of Demented Cast. That is, should be going up at the same time as this review. And then shortly, I will have a Resident Evil Outriders bonus combo episode up for anybody that subscribes to the Red Circle profile. You can go to redcircle.com slash... Oh, hold on. It's weird. There's like a... There's something extra in the... It's redcircle.com slash shows slash DementedCast. Um, you can go there. I believe you should be able to just type in redcircle.com slash DementedCast um, and bring it up, but you can subscribe for $5 a week, $10 a month, or $15 a month, and $50 a year, and you'll get access to the bonus episode. And uh, the... the Episode 7 of Dementicast will be the first early episode for paid subscription. Um, and it will be early a week before it goes up on the normal podcast feed. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at The Nomad Gamer, or you can follow the podcast specifically at Dementicast. Until next time, peace.